got one man up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of a defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Oh, he was absolutely knocked back into that tweet by Atwood. David Atwood has got titanium in his shoulders at the moment. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes Hello and welcome to another edition of a Bath Rugby Plug podcast. The rugby podcast by the fans, for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. Oh yes, I'm back. My name is Gabriel. I am in the hosting chair this week. It's so good to be back in Bath. And I'm joined by regulars, Charlie. Hello everybody, how are we? And Tom. Hi guys. How are you boys? How was the weekend? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, good to have you back here in Bath, Gabe. All three of us will be back together. Uh in, had a good good weekend, uh, enjoying some rugby, having having a few beers. Uh, but Tom, you seem to have been doing mainly the beer side of things in Poland. How was that? Yeah, I had a weekend uh, away in Poland, which was, yeah, like you say, very good for the beers. But um, unfortunately, couldn't find anywhere to uh, had BT Sport to watch the rugby. Uh, but yeah, managed to catch up on it uh, today. So um, yeah, very excited to be back in Bath. Right, let's get into it. Um, and boys, I'll start with a question. And Tom, I'll pose this one to you, mate. Who did it better? Danny Cipriani or Elliot Stook? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the serious side of this is if Danny Cipriani had chucked that miss pass, everyone would be talking about it, showing replays uh, today. But um, no, it was, it was really good from Elliot Stook. Um, and all the bar forwards, really, have brought on their handling a lot. So, uh, yeah, a really good moment for Elliot Stook. And I'm sure he's letting all the players know about it uh, <laughs> and will be for some time. Yeah, it's been unbelievable. I think uh, you know, it was Nathan Cat a couple of weeks ago getting a 10 jersey. I think yeah, we, uh, we're not short of numbers at 10, boys. So don't no, worry G, about that. G, your relationship with Freddie Burns, you probably had <laughs> Elliot Stook uh, starting 10, wouldn't you? Moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah, so obviously we predicted last week quite brashly um, some of the, the score lines. I went with Bath by 25. And I think the conditions um, probably put pay to that. As soon as the conditions were like that, it probably wasn't going to be a runaway, um, a runaway score. But... Um, Got close in the end, nearly kissing our sister for a, for a second week of the season, boys. Um, how did you rate the performance in general, Charlie? Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good. It was very much up the jumper uh, with with the wet conditions. The forward pack was really good. Uh, dominated some scrums. Completely disrupted their lineouts. They had I think they lost six lineouts or something. So uh, uh, good to see a good forwards performance. Uh, didn't didn't really get to see much of the back line uh, as as you imagined. But you know we were chatting earlier how I didn't really see much from either of the centres it was mainly back three and kicking but um, uh, what do you think of it Tom? Yeah yeah, I agree I think it was a game that was littered with handling errors I think I think there were over 20 uh, from both sides um, over the whole game and it was, it was it was really good to see the front five um, you know earn their crust and, and, and get the victory for a set piece again was was very very good the line out in particular were really disruptive so um, I think with the style of play that we we clearly want to play with you know with the players we're selecting um, we really need to to win those games um, and we did and I think it was a very very good 70 minute performance um, you know again I, yeah again. I think it's, it's symptomatic of not just this season but um, season's gone by our inability to, to, to close out games and it's really really frustrating and it's difficult to know um, what to put it down to to be honest 
Yeah, yeah. I think we'll talk about that um, a bit later. Focusing on the on the first seventy minutes, um, I'd just like to to pick out the front three actually, because um, we've mentioned on this podcast before um, how we've been rotating rotating the back five of the pack, um, but this consistency in selection of the front the front row. Uh, obviously done Thomas and uh, Nathan Catt I think it's really starting to bear fruit like they were absolutely phenomenal the, the, the scrum especially when it was those three on was was excellent and given that um, Northampton Saints um, pack their front their front three sorry was Ben uh, was Frank's Hartley and um, I can't remember who Alex Waller yeah Alex Waller exactly so that's a pretty a pretty World good yeah exactly World Cup winner England captain so um, those boys were, were real standouts for me um, who did you guys pick out um, individually as some standouts uh, well obviously I thought Freddie Burns had a, had a good game uh, <laughs> uh, but um, <laughs> he had a yeah that intercept try is fantastic it kind of spurred us on again when we we had been under the cosh for quite a while so uh, uh, it was a brilliant intercept I was amazed so uh he can uh, he can do both. He can throw them and he can make them. And uh, uh, maybe his kicking was a bit rasher there, but uh, no, I thought I thought he had a good game. Uh, it was my my standout. Um, yeah, I, I think our standout player for me was probably uh, Jackson Willison. Um, you know, he moved in um, from thirteen uh, one, one shirt into twelve. And we've spoken a little bit about his offloading game both last season since he's come into the side this season. Um, but you know he he made 19 tackles um, in that game, which is more than any other player on both sides. Um, and uh, you know he's shown what he can do in attack. He's now showing what he can do in defence um, when he comes into the number 12 shirt. So um, yeah, continue to be really really impressed with uh, Jackson Wilson so far this season. Yeah, he's he's turning into a real linchpin of that backline because I was just looking just looking purely at the names. Like you've got Max Green there, like 20 year old say Darren Atkins um, at 15. Uh, who's, who's also a young lad Cock and Asiga a young lad and obviously Max Wright when he came on a young lad so Willison with his experience there obviously um, previously a Maori All Black uh, and played played plenty of times um, in, in multiple multiple leagues I think his his experience um, is, is he's turning into a real linchpin in that back line especially with, with, with Roberts injured yeah definitely uh, we, I was, I, this was a point I wanted to bring up we've We've actually got quite a few injuries in the backline. I'm surprised I'm the one bringing this up, not you, Gabriel, um, having a go at the uh, the new uh, medical staff. But um, uh, just just to name some names in in the backline, who we've got down, we've got Roberts, Clark, Homer, Vuna, Brew, JJ, Anthony Watson, Chudley, and Fotolihi, which is a lot a lot of players, and it, it, especially in 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 the back three. Now, Brew's uh, just gone down this weekend. We could be getting a bit light. We've, uh, um, we, 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 we. Obviously, it was a good, good performance um, from from the back three. You know, Coxina scoring a try. I thought Darren Atkins was uh, uh, was really good in the fifteen shirt, um, and uh, and Rocco being his usual destructive self when he that that piece of that individual you know, turns over the ball. Stepped, sprinted down, uh, sprinted down the wing, chasing his his little kick over the top, uh, making the tackle um, on bigger, getting straight back up again and getting the ball. It was it was fantastic. It was you know, uh, it looked like men, men against boys. But um, yeah, he's he's someone that everyone you know everyone's been talking about Joe Joe Tokenasiga, and it's uh, everyone's going to make quiet on Rocco. But you know you forget what a, 
what a fantastic player, what a what a fantastic athlete this is. And I do think you know you you, know, you mentioned some big names there with injuries, and obviously we've seen um, how injuries can play um, on our season as they did last season. But it does give um, you know the, these younger players the opportunities. Max Green stepped in in the nine shirt, um, you know, with with probably three nines in front of him before the season and done a really good job. Um, Max Wright is is someone that I know um, is rated very highly, so it'll be interesting to see if he can come in and and you know make a name for himself in in that position. So yeah, whereas our, our depth's tested in in some ways, that you know that that is a good thing. This this that was going to be my, my point. It's when we're still grinding out wins uh, in games like that, it shows the strength and depth that we've actually got in a squad that we didn't potentially have beforehand so uh, even with that quite long in- injury list uh, it's a shame to see Underhill went off in the pack but um, that was just the back so I was reading out um, uh, no it's, it's, it's good it's good yeah so I can get a word in Edgeways boys um, I um, on those on those injuries we got a tweet from um, from Johnny Guerin thanks for getting in touch he said uh, should Bath Rugby be looking for a centre to come in short term injuries starting to stack up and we look a little light what do you guys think of that Tom yeah, well, uh, it's something that um, that I mentioned when we did the pre-season preview. Um, you know, with James, losing James Wilson, um, and his versatility we saw last and season. Banahan. He stepped in. He stepped in anywhere from the ten shirt, ten shirt to the fifteen shirt, and I think he is someone that we're really going to miss. You know, Matt Banahan's another one um, that you mentioned, and uh, yeah, our strength and depth is going to be tested. And uh, you know, as as we sort of mentioned before the season, we potentially could be in the market again. Um, for a sort of a short-term deal to, to to plug a hole in 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 that backline. Yeah, uh, you know, it's definitely potentially if there's the right person, right person about, then then of course bring him in. But uh, otherwise, I think it, no, it's it's a good opportunity. We've seen uh, a few times already this season. Um, uh, players like Max Green, been a few injuries. He stepped up. Uh, he's 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 done. Uh, he's done a you know solid job at nine. Uh, we've got uh, Darren Atkins stepping in at 15 at the weekend after a couple of injuries I think it's just time you know, to uh, to give some of the the, the younger boys uh, Max Wright I'd, I'd like to see him uh, probably start against uh, Saracens and uh, and you know, give these boys the opportunities yeah and, and just finally on this it's interesting to see um, on, you know, on the point we make about centres Roy McConaughey um, is coming into the centres for Bath United, um, having previously played at fullback. So they're obviously, you know, seeing what options that we do have in the centres. Yeah. Um, so moving on then to you touched on it earlier, Tom. But moving on um, to the last ten, and obviously they nearly got back into it at the end, and we saw a similar thing with Harlequins and the draw against Gloucester. Like, can we work it out, boys? Can we put our finger on it? Um, it is. It is. It is tricky. Uh, it's because there's no obvious thing to pick out. Uh, you could say some. There was quite a few late penalties given away. I think Dave Atwood gave away quite a few, which just seemed a bit brain dead. Um, which then changes it. When you compound those penalties, it just changes the field position, the territory. Uh, and they, yeah, they had a couple of lineouts, uh, didn't they? In the in, in the last in the last three or four minutes, right in R twenty two. Which you know, as you say, if you if you make a visit to the twenty-two, you should hopefully be coming away with points, and that's probably what you could put it down to. Uh, um, but it's it's a tough one; you don't really know. But I mean, we got the win, which is the most important thing. Um, what yeah. do you think, Tom? Yeah, I, I I think it's I think it's a discipline thing as well. Um, you know, what could you put it down to? Fitness. I don't think it's a fitness um, aspect of things really. You know, our defensive effort even at the end was really really strong. I, yeah, I, I think it's discipline. It's game management. It's it's things that you see the top teams, Saracens and Exeter. Um, etc. And top international teams, they don't make those kind of mistakes um, because if you do, you get punished territorially, and 
and and, and you're straight on the back foot and uh, yeah it, it, it's something that Tom Blackadder spoke about after the game as well so I really hope it's it's something that that we try and address that discipline issue. Yeah, it's something to it's something to flag up, but we can just only time will tell. How, yeah, how I think with the discipline that. issue, the one that the one that really gets me is when you when they compound errors. Like everyone, you know, there's you know everyone can make an error. Um, everyone, you know, every team gives away penalties, but it's when you you know you give away a penalty in in the opposition's twenty two, for example, then they clear it to the halfway line, say, and then you very soon penalty. after you have another penalty yeah. or you Straight drop it, or you, and then you know you've lost. There's like a sixty eighty meter gain there. Just compounding errors, and I don't know that that I don't know why that is happening more often in the um, in the last ten, but um, it does seem to be. If 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 any of the listeners have have an idea um, about why why we seem to be struggling in the in the um, in the last ten minutes, I know we got a we got a tweet um, from Alex Barton who who asked us what we thought about um, what we thought about why we were struggling in the last ten minutes, but we can't really work it out. So we're at Bath Rugby Plug on Twitter. <clears throat> um, hit us up um, and let us know what you guys think. Well, it's interesting as well. It's not. It's not. We've spoken about it's happening in three games this season. Um, last season, I, you know, I mentioned this on a previous pod. We were the team, you know, the top team in the league for points conceded in the last ten minutes. Um, so, so it's not a new thing, and it, it's something we need to address. So, um, I really, hopefully, we do. Yeah. Any other any other points on the on the game, lads? Anything else? Anything more to add, Charlie? Um, no, I think I think we covered most of the points. It wasn't the most thrilling game uh, in the world, so uh, the, the talking points weren't weren't huge. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I think we'll definitely have games um, with more to review uh, further down the season. But um, a win's a win, four more points, um, and yeah, uh, a good result. Now then, um, a little treat for for our listeners. Um, we've managed to get in touch with um, a Bath a Bath player, um, and we've got Darren Atkins. Um, he's very kindly uh, come on the podcast this week. Um, we caught up with him a little earlier on, um, and this is what he had to say. Enjoy. We're joined now on a podcast by Bath star Darren Atkins, who obviously played brilliantly at the weekend. Uh, thanks for coming on, Darren. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, very good. Um, how have you pulled up after playing the full 80 on, um, on Saturday? Yeah, I've pulled up pretty well, actually. I'm feeling good. Um, you had a good game. All good. You had a good game. Well played, mate. Thank you. How would you uh, how would you rate your your own performance and, and the team's performance especially? Uh, it was tough conditions out there, um, and I thought we 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 played well. A uh, few areas to work on, which we'll look at this week. Um, personally, a uh, few areas, but was happy overall. What are those areas that, that you guys that you reckon you're going to be focusing on um, on this week? Uh, probably looking to close out the last ten minutes a bit better than we did. Um, yeah. What do you put that down to, mate? Discipline, really. Yeah, it's a couple of stupid penalties like we, we, were, we were discussing. That, uh, it's Obviously, the last couple of weeks, it's been, uh, when Gloucester was there, obviously, Banahan was pretty painful to watch him going over the last, last, uh, last couple of minutes, and then obviously against Quinn's away. Um, yeah, do, do, would you mainly put that down to penalties then, or is it, is it a fitness thing? really sure to be honest I think it's both were different in the game situation so I'm, I'm not sure about that you can compare the two really um, yeah. uh, I think it's probably just discipline yeah yeah. Well, Darren obviously you'll review um, you know the game just gone um, with Todd Blackadder and the other coaches but can you just talk us through like your week's preparation now from, from this point sort of up until uh, Saturday at, at Saracens so we'll we'll go through our game from the Saturday 
today or whatever um normally today um on the computer so reviewing that then we'll see our individual coaches and go through go through the game with them then we'll uh, have a meeting uh, a backs meeting and a team meeting regarding the game and then ahead of the week whoever we're playing on the weekend we'll we'll have uh, another couple of meetings just to preview them and uh, get set for their like strike moves and how they're playing because it would obviously differ week to week so we'll just get prepped for Saracens this weekend yeah, man. You mentioned there the, uh, the coaches and the backs coaches. Obviously, Gervin Gervin Dempsey's new. How's he? What's it been like working working with him? Yeah, he's been really good actually. Um, brought new attacking strike moves for us, so we're we're much more like um, focused on them during the week, so we can get them done. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. No, he's brought in a lot to be fair. Fair and mate. So a lot of um, a lot of our listeners won't have seen a great deal of you play. Uh, just like, how would you describe yourself yourself as a player? Obviously, it was a bit difficult on the weekend given the conditions. But how would you describe your your game and what what, what do you think your your strengths are? Uh, I love to run the ball back, but um, this weekend wasn't the wasn't the time to do that. So um, just making the right decisions, whether or not to kick, run it, uh, pass, just in the backfield, just trying to. Um, Dominate that backfield, not let ball hit grass. Um, no, it was it was obviously difficult on the weekend, but uh, hopefully show a bit more attacking threat when, once the conditions allow that. And obviously, Darren, you you coming into the first team and, and and playing a bit more this season and last season, but you've been at Bath for quite a long time, I think, uh, since the age of, of of fifteen. Is that right? Um, so so I was just wondering, like, over that that sort of period, which sort of player? Or even coach, um, have you really sort of seen as as a mentor, and you've tried to mould your your game around? Um, so yeah, joined at sixteen, obviously with the academy stuff. Um, brought brought in with Danny Grukok and then Barry Maddox. So obviously worked with them, and then I have a lot to do with Andy Rock and now Gervin. Um, just trying to pick off other players, really like the likes of Anthony Samessa, Tommy Homer. Yeah. Like a lot of quality players around that you can pick their brains and use their stuff and work on things in training, which is really useful. Are there any any, any players um, you know probably in your position from from a couple of years ago that that you think are ones for the future that you could you could you could let us know? Pardon, what was that? Sorry. I was just just asking. Are there any players? Are there, are there any players in, in in the academy currently, or just breaking through to the to the senior squad that you think are? Are particularly particularly promising that you'd like to mention? Um, Tommy de Glanville's done really well in the A-League sort of stuff uh, when he's played um, Will Partington. There's a few boys coming through. Um, yeah, Miles Reed. There's a lot of boys coming through. Obviously, you played at fullback at the weekend. What would you, and I've seen you on the wing as well, what would you say is your um, is your best position? Uh, I much prefer fullback uh, who can play wing. So yeah. I prefer fullback, yeah. That'd be nice. Well, you know, hopefully uh, we'll get to see you playing there quite a bit over the next couple of weeks and hopefully you can cement, cement your spot in that starting team. But um, thanks very much uh, for coming on, Darren. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll see you, uh, see you soon. Cheers, thank you. Yeah, thanks. cheers, Darren. Thank you very much for coming on there, Darren. A really interesting interview. Um, and hopefully get a few more players on further down the line of the season. So um, hit subscribe to the podcast and get those delivered straight to your device. Right then, boys. Um, so we've touched on the game. We've touched on the. Uh, we've already done the Darren Atkins interview. Um, let's talk about a couple of bits of news now. 
Um, and it's been reported, I think it was on Sunday, that um, that it was reported by Somerset Live that um, Todd uh, has signed a new one-year extension. Now, it's not been confirmed by the club yet, um, but it seems to be seems to be the case. Uh, Tom, I'll come to you first, mate. Um, what do you make of this? It was a bit of a strange one, really. It was reported initially by the Daily Mail um, that he'd signed a long-term um, contract, and then it was reported by by Somerset Live that it was only a one-year contract. Um, it's not been confirmed by the club yet, so I guess we should wait until until it is. Um, but if it is true, I think it's a, it's a really positive move. Um, for the club, like you know, a couple of weeks ago, people were people were calling for his head, um, particularly you know following um, uh, the loss to Bristol, um, and and you know we've said on this podcast a few times that we're behind him. We believe in you know his his long term vision, um, his long term success. So yeah, if it is true, I think it's a I think it's a really positive move. Yeah, definitely, and um, he it it just it just highlights really how how much people uh, people wear the hearts on their sleeves, have one bad game. Calling for people's heads, have have a good game, and people are saying that he's uh, the best thing since sliced bread, which uh, he has been excellent. But um, it, yeah, it'd be nice to give him more time at the helm so we can uh, really build something. Yeah, as I say, um, once again, that's not been confirmed by the club. Uh, that's just only been reported. But um, yeah, I agree with you, Tom, in that um, it'd be really nice if that if that was to be the case, and that is true. Um, then it's great. Um, it's a really positive step. Um, for the club to keep him on um, I think we're looking better this season um, and I think consistency at the top is is definitely a, is definitely a good thing um, okay boys the um, next on the agenda is the England squad uh, obviously training camp in in Bristol um, this week uh, three-day training camp I think it started today Monday as we record um, and only two bath players in the squad, obviously Zach Merker and Joe Thokonasiga. Um Tom, I'll come to you first. Uh, do you think... Do you think- Man- managed to say Thokonasiga's name right and uh, not Zach Mercer's. Pretty, uh, yeah. pretty impressive, <laughs> yeah. but I guess we're learning. <laughs> Zach Merker. <laughs> Zach Mercer. Um, and... Yeah, so Tom, do you think um, do you think we're... Uh, we've, uh, that's, that's justified that there's only two players in the squad? Um, well, I guess the first thing to say is that it should, you know, if, if Watson, Joseph, and, and arguably Ben Urbano um, were fit, um, all three of them would have been would have been selected. Uh, to be honest, I think the only player that can probably feel pretty aggrieved is is Sam Underhill. Definitely, um, he, he started this season so well, playing um, with skin. Yeah, he's, he's been really, really good. I know he's had injuries and 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 he's you know he hasn't had consistent game time. Um, for England or already last season but you know when you look down the squad and you see that that Mark Wilson from from Newcastle has been included I just I just can't understand um, that that decision and I know we're close to, to the World Cup and we need to be picking our best squad but uh, if you to, to look at Mark Wilson play for Newcastle compared <laughs> well, with he's played, he's played quite well he's, uh, uh, he's scored quite Wilson a few tries, tries. yeah <laughs> nah, yeah, I, I think there's a gulf of, of class at international level between those two, so I think I think that's pretty harsh. But um, no, I, 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 on the whole, agree with you. But um, <laughs> yeah, Paul, I didn't see that bit of Mark Wilson in <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I know, you know, the other name people could throw into the into the mix would be Dave Atwood, but um, I think he just needs more time time back and get some a few more decent performances. He needs to stop giving away so many penalties, uh, please, Dave. Um, it's quite interesting to see he said that he didn't even know this squad was going to yeah. be announced yeah. he, oh he, did he not yeah. and he was asked oh, uh, did you get a, a phone call from Eddie Jones and he was like what phone call uh, <laughs> uh, well it's good to see he's focusing on his on his Bath rugby um, you mentioned Underhill there Tom and 
I see it kind of the way you see it Atwood, Charlie, that he's had a lot of injury problems under Hill. And I think this is only a training camp squad. It's not a it's not an autumn international squad. I think it's just good that Eddie's just saying, um, stay at your club, keep playing rugby, like get minutes under your belt, um, and then I'll look at you properly because we don't want him getting injured. Uh, it's a very long season, as we know. Um, and I think giving him a couple of days off rather than flogging him in, in Bristol uh, might be better for Sam's for Sam's long-term uh, long term, yeah, yeah. It's probably it's probably not, uh, not not the end of the world. He's there, as you say. It is it is just the training squads, and is he'll announce his proper squad on the eighteenth uh, of October, I think, for for the actual tests. The um, yeah, for the Ultimate Internationals. Um, so you know, hopefully these boys can just uh, just concentrate on Bath, have a good good weekend. Well, obviously, Sam Sam went off injured at the weekend, so. Uh, I think it was his shoulder. Hopefully he'll be all right. Uh, it did look quite sore. Um, yeah, I, I think the only other player I'd mention was is Henry Thomas because I don't know if you boys have seen um, yeah. Nick Shona of Worcester um, picked up a niggle. So I don't think he's attending um, the, this, uh, you know, the, the training day in, in, in Bristol. So um, be interesting to see who was the next cab off the rank, whether it's Dan Cole, um, obviously who's, who seems to have been out of favour. Or Henry Thomas, who's who started really well for Bath this season. Yeah, I think he's been really good, and it's it's, it's the worry really. We our pack, as we mentioned earlier, has been has been dominating uh, dominating all the other front rows in the league. So uh, really, I quite like him to hang about rather than yeah, go yeah. off to England camp. But uh, yeah, he's he he, he would des- does deserve to you know get get another shot um, in international honours. And what do we what do we think about um, the Cipriani decision? G, you've been. Uh, Pretty, uh, a pretty vocal advocate of Cipriani. You wanted him uh, brought in for for Bath this season. You, are you happy to see him left out, or do you think he should be included? Um, well, I think Cipriani's been playing um, brilliant rugby this season, like without question. Uh, certainly, some absolute brilliant moments um, in games. I think I mentioned there. It's just the training squad, and I think it potentially could be um, just just punishing him for obviously the incident at, at Jersey, and just you know keeping him maybe grounded, um, saying look, you know. You're not just going to walk into this team. I've got Ford and I've got Farrell, but I'd be very surprised if, come the you know you mentioned that 18th, come the the actual squad selection, I'd be very surprised if Cipriani um, wasn't in Jones's plans. But then again, um, former Bath man, of course, George Ford has been playing. Um, He's been playing brilliantly, fantastically, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and Jones has said in the past that he doesn't view Cipriani um, as a backup. He views him as. Um, as the number one, easy man, or he's or not on the team. So yeah. maybe that's the reason behind it. Um, they'd be the two reasons that I would give. Yeah, and I guess I guess leading on to the other issue um, with England. I mean, we're in Bath, and and, and we're, we're having real problems with uh, our recording equipment. We better hope that the recording equipment is is better in Bristol uh, for for when defence coach uh, John Mitchell dials in <laughs> to give his to give his training <laughs> sessions for two hundred grand a year. What do, what, do, what, do, what, do, what do we make of that, boys? But yeah, yeah, maybe we can't go down the grassroots road. coaches, but they can pay two hundred grand for a bloke to, from South Africa to coach the defence. Yeah, well, there we go. Let's hope. Let's hope it's money well spent. Um, <laughs> well, moving on, should we move on to look ahead to the Saracens game? Obviously, Bath Saracens this weekend um, at Allianz, and I'll come to you with a, quite a, a question from Twitter, lads, and it comes from Bath Bites. Thanks for getting in touch. We're at Bath Rugby Plug on Twitter, as you know. Um, and it says, if you were selecting the team for Saracens this weekend, who would be the first name you put on the team sheet? Tom Dunn, for me at the moment. Charlie, who would, who would be your first name on the team sheet? Um, well, after that pass, Elliot Stoog. <laughs> <laughs> starting in the 10 jersey. Um, no, I, 
I want to see the consistency. I, 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 I'm, I am enjoying the way Freddie Burns is playing at the moment and he's, he's, he's creating things. Uh, and against Saracens, we're going to have to take all of our opportunities because uh, they, they looked very good at the weekend against, against Gloucester. Um, quite a humbly experience for Gloucester. Uh, but otherwise, um, I, I think he'd be on that. Jackson Willison, as you mentioned earlier, is, 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 is a key, key cog in that back line. But uh, Tom, what, what would you say? Mine would be Dave Atwood. Um, you know watching that Saracens game against Gloucester um, you know we've spoken about we want to be a big pack powerful pack they're absolutely monstrous pack with uh, Vuna Polas and uh, Will Skelton George Cruz Atoje um, you know uh, Nick Asikwe Um, so I think Dave Atwood really needs to step up um, particularly in the set piece interesting to note as well in the second row that Luke Charteris isn't available for selection um, because of his it, it, the knee problems he's had in the past, so he can't play on the on the artificial pitches. So uh, yeah, it, it would be Dave Abbott for me, and yeah, I, I'd be partnering yeah. um, Elliot Stuke alongside him. No, I I, I agree with both both of the your selections there because it, that up front is definitely going to be uh, going to be big battle. The listing off those names, as you say there in there in Saracens pack, it's it's quite monstrous and quite terrifying, really. Yeah, so I'd actually agree with I'll give my who I would put my first name on the team sheet, and I actually agree with. Um, with Bath Bites, for me, it's Tom Dunn. Um, I think he's been absolutely exceptional this season. Lineup was good again at the weekend. Um, in the loose, he's, he's a real terror. Um, I feel like he can be quite hard done by by not getting in the England squad, as we mentioned. Yeah, yeah, and they have only got two hookers, mind you. But Tom Dunn's been absolutely brilliant. Um, outshone for me, Dylan Hartley at the weekend um, in both the loose and the tight. Um, and he's really excelled um, in that position. Having not started the first game of the season, um, if you remember against Bristol. So yeah, Tom Dunn would be the man for me. Um, another question then from Twitter lads, uh, which I'll get up now, bear with me. It comes um, from sorry, go on. No, 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 you sorry, it comes from Henry Bates. Thanks for getting in touch, Henry. And he says, thoughts on Cock and Asiga or Rocco playing at thirteen V Saris. We have Wiggins Galore, so Wilson could easily come in onto the wing or give Max White another chance. Yeah, as 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 mentioned, uh, I've already pinned my colours to the mast on uh uh, on Max Wright for this weekend, uh, and I'm, I'm standing by that. I always firmly believe that you play play your best players in your best positions. And Rocco and Cockenasiga, uh, well, it's, it's Stockenasiga, isn't it? We uh, we had this chat. Thanks yeah. for one of our listeners who emailed. Uh, I just need to change my mindset there. But um, yeah, Stockenasiga and and uh, Rocco Daguni out on the wings have been been phenomenal. So I don't see why you'd change that. Um, uh, let Max Wright have a go. What do you say, Tom? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think the criticism of, of Rocco in particular in the past, particularly when he stepped up to international honours, is that defensively he can be out of position quite easily. I, I don't want to see him play 13 um, and I don't want to see Thokken Asiga play 13 either. I think they, they've they been so good out on the wing. Um, yeah, give, give Max a chance, give Max Wright a chance and uh, and hopefully he can he can stand for authority on, on, on the position. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, lads. Uh, nicely put. Right, so we've obviously got Saracens at the weekend. Um, did you boys manage to catch that game? Yeah, yeah, I was I was watching uh, most of that game, uh, slightly hungover, so um, I, I probably didn't absorb it as well as I did the Bath game. But um, uh, they just looked so impressive. They really are a <laughs> terrifying team. They took every one of their opportunities. Uh, didn't really give give Gloucester a foothold in the game at all. Uh, they've just got stars from one to fifteen. When you've got the likes of I don't know, Alex Good was 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 on the bench, um, 
And Lewington not even, and Lewington not even in the 23. It's mad. They, they, their strength and depth is unbelievable. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough going up there this weekend. But um, yeah, they uh, they they just looked terrifying. <laughs> uh, Tom, did you manage to watch it? No, you were you were busy in Poland. No, but... I, was, I was I was back from that game actually. Oh, you got um, back. From yeah, that. yeah, I did, I did watch that one, and I'll be heading up to um, Allianz Park on on Saturday as well um, with. Uh, uh, some, quite a considerable amount of trepidation um, I think it's going to be a, a, a pretty difficult uh, proposition to be honest they're so good um, at taking their opportunities um, you know particularly Allianz Park they, they, they play such a like a quick abrasive game of rugby um, you know, that Gloucester back row has, has been touted as one of the best in the league really abrasive and I, I thought they, they were beaten up um, actually on yeah. Sunday um, and we're really really going to have to have to bring our A game um, if we want to come with it, away with anything I think yeah, I know. I mean, last week I, I said that I was going to give one one positive and one negative to to the opposition. Um, and I, was, I found it quite easy to do with Northampton Saints. But finding a, a weakness um, in this Saracens team is, is looks not impossible to me. Like from one to fifteen, from one to twenty three, um, they look they look exceptionally good. Um, and they've got all their players um, obviously not away with England, which is massive for them um, at Allianz Park. It's going to be um, extremely difficult. Um, obviously, you can keep the faith, but uh, yeah, definitely going to be tough. Yeah, they, they, that Saracens team and that Exeter team just seem head and shoulders above the rest of the pack. Um, uh, so it'll be, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how we can, how we can uh, stand up against them. But uh, yeah, are we going to... Dissect how we think this is. It's it's gonna it's gonna end up at the weekend. You know what what changes would would, would we make um, uh, to the twenty three? Is there anyone you'd like to see brought in? Um, um, I can't really think. Like it's a bit difficult to know at this at this juncture. Obviously, recording on Monday, um, given that we don't know the the report on the injury report on some of the guys Underhill, for example, then the scrum halves. Um, we don't know what sort of what sort of state they're in. So. Until we get that, it's difficult to know if we're going to be able to make any changes. Um, if one of the experienced scrum halves, Fotoli or Chudley, are available, um, it'll be a really good game for them to come back into. Um, a bit of experience away at Allianz um, is always going to be crucial. And then, as you mentioned, Tom, obviously Charter is not available for selection, so I'd probably go um, with Stuken and Atwood, um, two really big physical lads to match their match their size in the pack, um, and then yours coming in onto the bench. Um, just a quick one, boys. Actually, uh, we probably should have touched on it um, earlier on. Um, what have you, Tom? I'll come to you, mate. What, what have you made of uh, Tolupi Falatau's um, um, early season performances for Bath? Obviously, was dropped for the for the Harlequins game. What have you made of him? Uh, well, I don't think he's played particularly badly. To be honest, I think it's it's, it's probably as a result of the of the rotation. Um, sort of policy that we've got going in that back five in the scrum, and also the fact that Mercer's just been just been so like incredible uh, throughout the season. I thought we had a good game um, against Northampton, and when he came on against Quinns, I think he made what was it, fifteen tackles in about yeah. as many minutes. So um, yeah, there's no doubt he's got absolute class, um, uh, and he'll be looking to show that against uh, arguably the other, uh, you know, the best number eight in the in the Northern Hemisphere in, in Billy Vinopola. So yeah, I'd like to see him start. Um, and I'd like to see him start alongside um, Ellis and Underhill if uh, Ellis really, Ellis really put himself game, about. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was he made 17 or 18 tackles in the game. Um, yeah, I, I thought he was really, really abrasive and it'd be good to see him uh, line up against against the massive Saracens pack that we've we've spoken about. Yeah, as I mentioned, Ellis's athleticism is just, he's, he's, he's working around the park. Uh, and we need that, we just need a, 
it's going to be it's going to be a it's going to be a tough shift. Um, so yeah, having the likes of that, and then I I'd, I'd have Mercer um, at seven as well. Uh, well no Underhill. Well, I, I think he'll probably be injured, won't he? So if Underhill's about, then I, I would probably start as we as we had this weekend with uh, Ellis Falatau and uh, Mercer, uh, Ellis Falatau and Underhill. But I think Mercer <laughs> will be will be brought in because of that injury. Um, yeah, if he isn't brought in, though, I think I'd start him anyway, to be honest with you, because I think last week's game um, suited Tom Ellis more than it suited that Mercer, given the conditions um, and given the way it was played. But on the artificial surface at, at Allianz there, I think that might really suit the way um, the way Zach Mercer uh, the way Zach Mercer plays. And I know that yeah, we want to say we want to match them given their size, but um, I think I'd go with Mercer ahead of Ellis, but obviously Underhill may be injured, um, which would pay to any of these conversations yeah. anyway. Yeah. When's, where's Francois Lowe? Is he, yeah, he, is he available for selection? Yeah, I think he's been dropped from the um, from the South Africa squad, actually, for the last two games of the Rugby Championship. So, yeah, I forgot about him. Oh, we're so yeah. stacked. and <laughs> forgot about Francois Lowe. So, yeah, the, the back row is, is rather nice. He took a quite a big blow. I don't know if people have seen it on Twitter. Uh, not sure we might see it recirculating last 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 weekend. He took quite a big blow to the head um, uh, from from Kieran Reid in a in a in a ruck. Uh, but uh, hopefully we can have him back and uh, we can we can get on with uh, have, have a good performance in there. Um, um, so yeah, we're recording as I mentioned a couple of times here on Monday night. We're just about to um, just about to head off actually to the Bath United game. Um, but by the time you listen to this, we'd have already been. Um, if you understand what I'm saying, uh, boys, what are we? Um, what are we, Tom? What are we? Uh, what are you looking forward to? Who are you looking forward to watching tonight? Um, well, I think two players I'd, I'd, I'd probably pick out. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Rory McConaughey. Um, he's brought into the into the outside centre shirt um, from fullback. Obviously, being tested out as an option there, um, and obviously the first time I will have seen him him play. Um, and then probably just just at number seven, uh, Miles Reed, who I've mentioned on the podcast yeah, before. Boy. Yeah, ex ex um, uh, Bath University guy, uh, a guy that I know Charlie Yules came out and said was has been absolutely incredible since he's since he sort of started training and, and playing uh, in the senior squad. So uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing how those two get on. And obviously, it's been a difficult start to to the Premiership Rugby Shield, as I think it's called, um, with us losing to uh, to Exeter and to Bristol um, so yeah um, hopefully we can get the win tonight against against a really good Quinn side that features some 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 first team players yeah I think McConaughey would be the one for me um, that I'll be most I'm most looking forward to seeing tonight um, obviously I haven't I haven't watched any of the United games so I haven't seen him play 15s um, interesting to see him in the 13 jersey just like to see what he um, what he what he's bringing around the, the ruck area um, and what he's bringing uh, around the physicality area because obviously that's the area in which he probably has to improve or change his game most on from the sevens um, coming on to the 15. So, yeah, interesting to see how his progression is coming on because, as we mentioned with the injuries, um, lads, you know, if Darren goes down, for example, um, now Bruce, um not about, um, we're going to be pretty short at, at 15. So, yeah, I don't know what we do. He's if, um, the next cab off the rank. He's he? potentially the next cab off the rank uh, at 15, given that he's only been playing 15s rugby um, again once again after a sevens career for a couple of months that'll be um, that'll be a massive test for him so I'm looking forward to seeing how, how he gets on tonight yeah definitely I'd, I'd, I'd yeah agree with both of those do you want to do you want to quickly mention um, any of the other any of the results from, from the weekend did we yeah, did any of us see any of the the other games 
uh, yeah, I saw um, I saw bits of the the Newcastle uh, Exeter game on the Friday night. I saw the first sort of sixty minutes. Um, obviously, Exeter with getting the win, but not the not the four try bonus point. Uh, no, they, I didn't they get the didn't four try. Yeah. So, um, which means Saracens are now the only only side with the perfect record in the in the in the division. Um, and yeah, it was a really good. A really good performance from from Newcastle. I felt like I thought they might get might get blown away um, going up there. You know, Exeter started the season phenomenally fast, but they hung with them actually um, and and put up quite a good quite a good showing. I think Newcastle may not um, may not have the the same um, high uh, league position finish as they did last season. Obviously, coming in the top four. But uh, I think they'll be all right. Um, they'll be they'll, they'll they'll get safety, and um, I was quite I was reasonably impressed with them actually. Obviously, extra are, are a class above than than Newcastle. Yeah, well, they, they they Newcastle came out saying they'd be happy with top six, just yeah. like that. So I think they they got they got the um, not trying to get stick their heads in the clouds. They're yeah, staying uh, staying rooted. Yeah, it's it's often tough for that a team that comes in and plays Champions Cup rugby for the first season, and uh, yeah, I, I think they may they may struggle, and and there's actually quite a few teams. Um, you know, looking like they'll be in a bit of a scrap for, for relegation. I don't think at the moment there's any clear candidate for relegation. Obviously, we've spoken a bit about Worcester, um, and they got a brilliant win at Welford Road um, yeah. against Leicester Tigers. 81, 81 points um, was, was scored. Last-minute um, drama as well. Yeah, really, really incredible game. I saw, I saw the highlights of that, and... Uh, yeah, Duncan Weir looks like a new player. <laughs> so, where, where, where's he come from? He's barely been spoken about, and he looked—he uh, he looked absolutely incredible. Scored a couple of tries early on, and then uh, Ted Hill on Premiership debut at Welford Road scored a brace of tries uh, coming onto the back row. So um, that's an incredible result for for Worcester, and one which you know, if you're you know a proud Leicester fan, um, that's got to be pretty hard to take, hasn't it, boys? Yeah. So when uh, when when. We saying that they're going to sack Gordon Murphy? Is it, 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 can't, it can't be long, can it? Well, yeah, they've hedged their, yeah, bet, yeah. They've hedged their bets. They've hedged their bets since he was a temporary replacement. So uh, uh, yeah, yeah have his head on the pike before we know it. Um, but those are the main. Those are the main highlights. Sale got um, got pretty humped by Wasps. Uh, <laughs> te- technical term. Technical term. <laughs> and um, yeah, they they look like they've got a couple of issues, um, but. Uh, yeah, be maybe when they got the likes of Ashton back, and if we get James O'Connor fit again, and uh, might turn things around. But otherwise, uh, yeah, they seem like they're going to be scrapping again unless they can turn things about. Um, yeah, but otherwise, we are talking about Bath. So should we uh, give yeah. our final predictions then for for this weekend? Yeah, um, Charlie, what do you what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, it's a tough game. You, you know, you, we've mentioned it's going to be probably well, it will be our toughest toughest fixture of the season. And I think I am actually going to break break, break the cherry. Um, and I think this is speaking more with my head. Break than my the heart. cherry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yeah. So I don't know what that that kind of term is, but anyway, kissing a sister, breaking the cherry. <laughs> Anyway, I'm going to break the, the 12th streak. Hold it together, hold it together. I'm going to break the, the, the streak of 12 Bath predictions. I think we might not come out on top for this one. And uh, I think Saracens could uh, could put quite a few points on us if, if we don't turn up. Uh, if we can't keep the consistency, uh, it's been, been the biggest issue. Uh, but I think it could be Bath, Bath lost by 10 points. I'd be happy if we got a losing bonus point. 
Yeah, I'd have to agree. And uh, Saracens certainly showed that they uh, they could break the uh, cherry and white. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, um, and we you know we had an absolute war with uh, with Gloucester, and we're probably lucky to get that that draw uh, in the end. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really tough game. Um, you know, going away to Allianz Parks, an absolute acid test, as we saw with with, with Gloucester. Um, so this might be a bit of a sobering experience. Um, I'd just like to see us just retain some composure if we go behind, we, you know, keep our discipline, not give away unnecessary penalties and give them field position because when they get field position, they're nigh on impossible to stop. Um, but yeah, I, I think we'll put up a spirited effort, um, but I think we'll probably lose. Uh, I'll probably go Saracens by eight, I think, this weekend. Keep the faith, boys. Believe in the blue, black and white. We're going to roll into Saracens, we're going to put in our best performance of the season and we're going to turn them over and we're going to even deny them a losing bonus point, fellas. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Bar- yeah. by 10. Right, I'm, um, going to, I'm going to start recording these <laughs> yeah. predictions. Yeah. I'm not... I'm Bar- not by 10? <laughs> God. Well, Gabriel is feeling rather optimistic. Uh, Max Wright right hat-trick. <laughs> yeah, Max Wright hat-trick. We'll be, we'll be very happy. It'll be a happy pod if Gabriel's prediction comes, comes true next week. But... Uh, Otherwise, um, yeah, I think that, that's all we've got time for. Yeah, I yeah. Know, so we've got time. We've got to run off to the game. Yeah, we've got to uh, make the game. So, thanks very much for for tuning in again. Um, we really appreciate the support. Like, we've been um, pretty blown away by the amount of um, people that have got in touch with us, the amount of support that we've got. So, keep that coming. Tell um, your friends. It really makes it worthwhile. Um, and yeah, we're doing it for for the fans, as we say at the start. So, um, get in touch with us at Bath Rugby Plug on Twitter because um, we love to hear your guys' feedback. Um, we love to hear your guys' opinions. Um, that's what this is all about. So, um, absolutely brilliant. If you are going up to Allianz um, uh, at the weekend, enjoy yourself. Um, have a good day. Uh, and, yeah, keep 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 um, keep supporting the podcast because we, we really appreciate it. Um, so, we'll be back again uh, next week, same time, for your Tuesday commute um, for more um, incisive insight, like Charlie has just given us about breaking the cherry. Um, so, yeah. Thanks very much, guys, um, and we'll be next week. Thanks for thanks for uh, thanks, Tom and Charlie. Cheers, guys. Cheers, lads. Bye.